Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Everywhere Present Podcast. I'm Grant. And I'm Nicole. And on today's episode, we will be talking about how to choose godparents and how to be godparents. Yeah, so I think we teased this a little bit in our last episode, or maybe uh, I was probably going off on a tangent on godparents, and you said we could do that in another episode, perhaps. Um, Godparents, super important if you have children, right? The the people you're going to select to to mentor them in the faith. Also important for yourself if you're being received into the church. Um, and as with everything we do, right? Talk to your spiritual father. So especially if you're the one being received into the church, you should definitely be talking to the priest. Um, but even as parents, we should be talking to the priest. And that should actually happen you know, before the baby's born and especially during, I think we're going to have another episode on, um, some of those things you do, some of the service you can do after you have the baby, you know, outside of the 40 day blessing, but steering it back to the godparent conversation here, a couple things that I think are important for the parents out there to look at. Um, there's been a lot of studies done on the faith and the retention of youth in the faith. And there's several factors. We talk about a lot of them. Uh, One of the main ones is that the faith is practiced at home. So obviously we kind of cover that a little bit here in this podcast. Um, The young person has a spiritual experience that brings them closer to God. Okay, we kind of talk about that a little bit. But the thing we're focusing on tonight, one of the other main factors is the child having a mentor in the faith that is not their priest or their parent. And the Orthodox Church has that built in, ready to go. And that's your godparents, right? They can be a mentor in the faith that helps the children stay, right, into adulthood, which is which is the goal here, that we would have practicing Orthodox Christian adults when our children grow up. And I think sometimes picking a godparent from the from the parents per- perspective can be almost like a political thing. Like do I pick my relative? Do I need to pick my cousin? Do I need to pick so and so because we're close or because we're you know whatever the relationship is. But really, you know, one of the big things we should be thinking about is Is this person living, you know, an Orthodox Christian life? Do we see them regularly at church? Do they have a strong connection with their families, right? Are they uh, in a similar walk of life as us? And I think those are all all factors that that we should be considering. And I think Nicole's going to touch on some of the other factors that that we want to cover on this. So like Grant said, a lot of the things that he talked about, we utilized in our journey to choosing not just our godparents when we were received into the faith, but also our children's godparents. So we definitely had numerous conversations with our spiritual fathers. Um, I say fathers because we were, at a church in Colorado when we were choosing the godparents for our oldest. 
And then we had numerous discussions amongst the two of us, praying individually and together as a couple. And then we had a unique opportunity to learn about a Greek cultural tradition with our youngest godparent, where I guess, Grant, do you want to talk about that? Because I'm not as aware of that tradition. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say, I guess I'm not totally aware this is the first time i had i had heard of it um but yeah i think uh it's something along the lines of like you have to ask you know uh to be the godparent or something like that if you're if you're wanting to be considered i guess if you feel called yeah if you feel called like you need to you need to explicitly ask the parents ask the parents of the child to be the godparent which uh, which is kind of neat and that does help um you know because it shows intention yeah yeah because someone who's saying i want to take on this responsibility Mm -hmm. and it's an awesome responsibility i think i mentioned that before in another podcast but awesome in the sense like that we talk about uh god or we read in scripture you know not awesome like oh that's cool like awesome almost terrifying almost uh um like intimidating uh responsibility because you're you're responsible for the upbringing of the child in the faith to some extent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the parent, they're going to be with their parents all the time, hopefully, but also you, you know, if, uh, you, you know, you need to make sure they're coming to church and, um, that they're getting catechized, you know, that they're, they're knowing w- the details of the faith, right. And living the faith, um, you even, you know, during the baptism, service for the uh for the child right you say the creed on behalf of the child during that service so it's a it's a great responsibility and it's something to carefully consider yes whether you are asking someone or whether you are being asked yourself to be a godparent so In terms of us being godparents, we are blessed to have four awesome godchildren, and we definitely try to take this role very seriously, like Grant said. We try to focus on daily prayers for our godchildren and prayers for us as godparents, and in fact, the book, The Ascetic Lives of Mothers, by Annalisa Boyd has an awesome godparent prayer towards the back in the godchildren chapter. It's a really great book overall, specifically for mothers, but there is a godparent prayer in there that we're able to use. And then we also, like Grant said, want them to be going to church. So whether that's encouraging parents to be there with their children, or we have actually taken some of our godchildren to church as well when they've been with us, whether we're babysitting or they're just hanging out. And we also kind of almost have a union of the families all together, whether it's our godparents from when we were received into the faith or our children's godparents, but we're all kind of one big family now. Our godchildren's parents and their families as well, it's all one big family is how we view it. Um, I mean, even to the point where when we hang out like we were hanging out on Mother's Day this year and I remember everybody outside 
Grant was grilling and I was standing in the kitchen looking out the window and Grant came in to grab something and I remember just looking at him and tears in my eyes so happy that we had this family that we had um you know not just our family by birth but our family by choice through the church and it's just very awesome in both definitions of the word in my opinion yeah I mean there's even um like in the Greek a lot of times in the Greek tradition you'll hear people refer to their kumbadi right and that's kind of you know it's referring to the godparents but they they you know when you say it it's like your family like I remember saying that to I I think uh um I won't say your name but one of our uh the the parent of our youngest's godmother (laughs) (laughs) so if you know us you know who that is Mm -hmm. (laughs) but you know uh, I can't remember the context but I I said uh something happened I said well that's our kumbari over there like so you know we're family like that's what that's what that means to us and so there is kind of this this broader sense of of your spiritual family right which I I think is uh an important part of living liturgically is celebrating the feasts and going through the fasts and everything as a community and um you know I've heard the fathers talk about it is you know we we go through these periods as a as a church family as a community it's meant to be experienced that way um and there there's something I think you miss out on if you just kind of uh you know isolate yourself and just celebrate just as your family or just as you know your immediate blood family but like you said on mother's day you know having all these people together it, it's a real um it's a real great experience and it's uh it really you know helps you feel the faith and i think helps your kids uh connect to that as well you know i think they feel like when the when the girls are at church i think they feel like they're at home they feel like they're there with their family you know, there's their, you know, their yayas and their papus and their aunts and their uncles and everything. And you your Emmys, new nas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their cousins are there, and they're and they're running around and playing. And you know, that's a that's an integral part, I think, of of really living out the faith is the community aspect of it. Well, and to touch on what Grant said about celebrating together, that's another really big point that we try to emphasize as godparents is celebrating our godchildren's name days. Um, So coming up this month, we have one for one of our godchildren. So this is kind of a newer tradition that we've started to implement. Um, I would say in the last year, as we've started really focusing on living liturgically, not just for our kids, but for our godchildren to focus on celebrating their patron saint, their name day with whether it be a small token gift item related to the Orthodox faith, or especially if services are offered, encouraging them to be there or taking them if we're able to, and keeping some of those small tea traditions as part of the faith. And also, I just want to say on a personal note that the godparents that we have for our kids are amazing. They are fantastic. We love you dearly. 
And additionally, the parent, the godparents that Grant and I have that we were received into the faith under have literally been life-saving to us, which that will come a little bit more on that in another episode this month as well. They have been integral to a huge part of our success in the Orthodox face, success in our marriage, success as parents. Um, yeah, so just wanted to give a shout out. Yeah, I think that can't be understated, the role that godparents can play in your lives. I'm thinking right now to, you know, of our, of our godparents that were so integral, you know, when we were going through difficult times throughout, not just recently, but um, even from the very, the very start of our marriage, right? They were integral to that. And even thinking of our godson, his parents are pretty integral in starting this podcast, <laughs> you know? And I think, you know, I think of them, you mm-hmm. know, as our family. And I think, too, of, you know, I'm thinking of uh, that godson in particular, like seeing the posts on social media. You know, he's a, he's at college now. And so, you know, seeing that he's involved in the OCF, you know, seeing pictures of him, you know, at the OCF, at, um, you know, involved in the the different orthodox groups there on campus you know it makes you it makes you feel good it makes you feel like you know um that not necessarily that you've done something good but that oh yeah we can't take any credit for that that's all his parents yeah right yeah and <laughs> good I good <think>, job <laughs> yes you know who you are um i think one thing too to remember that can kind of put some of this into context as well is we talk about we talk a lot about our kids but, you know, I think the tradition of the, the faith would say they're not our kids. These are God's children, right? And we have custody over them in this life. Um, but if, if you sometimes if you put it in that terms of like, I've been given this gift, I've been given custody over this gift um, by God. You know, this is God's, God's child here. And, you know, when I eventually pass and I'm facing judgment, I want to, I want to be able to show God, Hey, look, this is, look how well I took care of, you know, your child of your sheep, you know, like we, we did everything we could to keep them in the faith, to give them a relationship with you. So I think that's just kind of another way to, to think about the relationship outside of the maybe standard you know, this is my godchild. I'm there for the baptism type of thing. And I give them a gift or whatever on their birthday outside of kind of that stereotypical American view of being a godparent, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, and we even have more of a challenge sometimes because we do have godparents that live out of state. Like I spoke about earlier, we were in a different parish in a different state and they've since moved out of that state into another state. And I don't mean a challenge in terms of it makes the relationship difficult to maintain, but we have the extra motivation to make that relationship even stronger and even closer since my oldest can't see her godparents every Sunday at church, 
even though they're going to their parish church every Sunday and things like that. But she knows them. She has a relationship with them. And that just speaks to the type of people that we chose and had those lengthy conversations, prayers, guidance from our spiritual father regarding so that we knew that we could trust that this is what they were going to focus on in their relationship with her. Yeah. And I think to, you know, just, just to show kind of God's divine providence in that. Right. So our oldest, her, her godmother, right. Her father is a uh, now retired priest in the Greek archdiocese. And when we moved back here with our oldest and they came out for the baptism, our priest out here, father Bill, right. Had would was like best friends with her dad <laughs> and, and just, you know, kind of the, the, it's such a small world, mm-hmm. you know, and, but it kind of shows, you know, God had a hand in that. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh, there's this, you know, there was kind of this broadening of the, the family. Like we talked about a little bit, you know, it's like, you know, Oh, Oh, our priest here knows him really well. And, you know, and those sorts of things. So, and just, you know, in general, I don't know how many people I've talked to that know her dad, father, I'll, I'll say his name, fa- father Jim, because good luck finding There's lots of father Jims in the Greek. <laughs> so good, good luck identifying him. Um, but you know, it was like, Oh, well, you know, we're kumbari with father Jim's daughter. And it's like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, the, you know, it's kind of like that that broadening of the, of the family. Right. And so now you have a, you have connections with, with, uh, with people. Right. And that can be helpful. You know, if you move to another location and, and, uh, you know, you feel like you don't know anyone, but you go to this parish and it turns out, you know, that, uh, you're a kumbari, you know, they're kumbari and you are kind of one little family. So, all right. I think we've, talk long enough on that, or at least I'm being told we talked not long enough on that. So Nicole, any final thoughts before we close this one out? No. Very good. All right. So as always, if you have any questions or comments or feedback on the podcast or things you want to hear about, you can send us a DM over at everywhere present. And I know we mentioned a book, the aesthetical life of mothers. We will throw that up. Uh, on the link tree for our uh, with the link in our bio uh, so if you go to at everywhere present you'll be able to uh, check out that book if you like and we will catch you guys in the next episode I know we've got some exciting topics coming up so we're looking forward to more uh, conversations here as we go but as always we would pray and we would ask that the Lord would bless each and every one of you 